0: are are the the power, the power of uh, a mother's faith, the power of a mother's faith. And I want to give you what I have to say today in one sentence. Some are are saying, well, praise the Lord. But, uh, but the, 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 one, the one point that I want to get across to you today and want you to grasp is that the most powerful, are you listening, the most powerful and influential force on the earth today is the faith of a godly mother. The most powerful and influential force. Now, the devil doesn't like for us to say that, and he doesn't want you to realize that, but this is a fact, this is true. The most powerful and influential force on the earth today is the faith of a godly mother. And so I want to read to you from from Hebrews chapter number 11, beginning with verse number 23. And notice what it says. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. I'm reading from the New King James. And it says this, "...by faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents." because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. And I want to call your attention to verse 23. That verse there that says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents, because they saw he was a beautiful child. The King James says that he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's command. Remember, the most powerful and influential force on the earth today is the faith of a godly mother. And in this 11th chapter of Hebrews, we're all familiar with this particular chapter, because Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter. It's the list of all of God's great heroes of faith. It's, I like to refer to it as God's Hall of Fame. That's kind of what it is. It's God's Hall of Fame. You know, we have the Baseball Hall of Fame and the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Football Hall of Fame. But this is God. this is the most important Hall of Fame that there is because this is God's Hall of Fame. And so God lists all of the heroes of faith here in this chapter. And in this chapter there are some some ladies that are mentioned as well in this 11th chapter of Hebrews as heroes of faith. But one of them on the list is not, her name isn't given here, but she's referred to uh, in that 23rd verse. And it's a woman whose name is Jochebed. And if you're familiar with that name, Jacobed, you know that she was the the mother of Moses. And her name means uh, Jehovah is glorious. And uh, she was a special lady. And even though her name isn't mentioned here, it refers to her and her husband as the parents of Moses and the faith that they had in the time that Moses was born. And you know when you think about Jochebed the the mother of Moses in the eyes of the world She wasn't, you know, she wasn't much. She was just, there was nothing special about her life. She was just a a common Hebrew slave. The the Israelites were being held in bondage there and had been for many, many years in, in, uh, in Egypt. And she was just a little helpless Hebrew slave there in Egypt. So in the eyes of the world, she wasn't much. She didn't account for anything at all, but... In God's eyes, she was something very, very special. She was so special to the Lord that He puts her in the Hall of Fame here as one of the great mothers of the Word of God and in the Word of God and in the Bible. And she may not have done anything great in her life. There's not any great uh, great accomplishments, really, that are mentioned that Jochebed may have done, but her claim to fl- to fame in life was that she did do one thing correctly, she did do one thing right, and her claim to fame in the Bible was that she raised up a son that changed the world and that shook the world and that we all know about and that we all read about in the Word of God today. And the Bible says that she raised this child by faith. Are you listening to me? It mentions the faith of Jochebed and how faith played an important part in her role as being a mother. And so, you know, when God has a big job to do, it's always faith that gets the call and it's always faith that gets the order to do that job. Amen? Amen. See, God's Word says over and over again. The Word of God tells us, Jesus mentioned it numerous times, but the Word of God always tells us, says to us, that it's according to our faith so be it unto you. It's not according to our fame. It's not according to our fortune. It's not according to our friends. But it's according to our faith. Everything, and I've made this statement before, but everything that we receive in this life from the Lord, we receive through faith. It's all through faith and believing the promises of God and believing the Word of God. So every area of our life, listen, we're we're saved by faith faith, we live by faith we walk by faith we endure by faith isn't that right? Everything, everything consists and revolves in the Christian life around faith and, and around believing God and believing the promises of God. So this morning you ladies that are here in this service today um, the, the mothers that are here at Abundant Life Family Church on this Mother's Day Sunday uh, I, would, I would suggest and encourage to you today that you would make that you're, you would let your prayer be for God to make you today above everything else that God would make you a woman of faith. That your faith, Amen. That your faith that your faith would be strong and that your faith would be what it needs to be for the Lord. And that's very important because, as I said, a godly mother of faith is the most powerful and the most influential force on the earth today. Mom, you need to understand that and realize that, that a godly life coupled with faith in God, faith in the Word of God, you can, you can change your home, your family. if. You will just stand on the Word of God and believe God and operate in faith. Amen? Amen. So when we look at faith today, when we look at the, the, uh, the faith of this mother... The first thing we see and the first thing that you need today and I'm you know I'm basically preaching to moms today but I'm I'm also preaching to dads I'm preaching to grandparents I'm preaching to everybody because we all we all listen if you're a, if you're a parent today if you're a grandparent you need you need to be in faith amen you're going to need faith to 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 exist in the world we're living in today you're going to need something special to get through life and so the first thing that we see here with Jochebed and with, with, with her husband Amram was that, that they had a vision of faith. They had a vision of faith. And it says there in verse 23, it says that when when Moses' parents that they saw, they saw that he was a proper child. When he was born, there was something that they saw in his life something that they saw about him that that made them to know that there was something special about this little boy that had just been born into their home and into their family. And that's what faith's faith's vision does. Faith's vision sees the promise of God in the Word of God. And Moses' parents saw something in their child's life. They saw that he was a, uh, as I said, the King James the king's james says that he was a proper child. Some other translations say that he was a special child. The New King James said that he was a beautiful child. But but that word goes a little farther than just being um, uh, something sp- beautiful to look at or pleasant to look at. It means that, that he was a very special child. And it goes beyond being beautiful because there was something that was special and there was something that was unusual about this child. And the main thing was that he was not only special, of course, to his parents. How many of you parents know how special that child is to you? And they are special to you, but there was something more than, than this baby just being special to Jochebed and her husband. The, the fact was something that they saw in his life that he was also very special to God as well. And they they sensed that and they saw that because, listen, God had made a promise in to Israel he had made a promise to his people and he had prophesied um, back during the time of Abraham God had given a prophecy that the people of God the people of Israel would go down into Egypt they would be there for 400 years and that they would be in bondage for 400 years but the prophecy went on to say that God would raise up a deliverer that would bring them out of that Egyptian bondage so I believe that when Joshua gave birth to this baby, to Moses. Of course, he wasn't named Moses yet. But when she gave birth to him, when she, she saw Moses, I believe that the Holy Spirit spoke to her heart and the Spirit of the Lord let her know. That's why it said he was a special or a proper child. I believe the Holy Spirit let her know, hey, this is the one. This is the one that I promised that would come and would be the deliverer and would be the Redeemer. He's the he. He would be the one that would bring the people out of that Egyptian bondage. Amen. He's a proper child. He's a special child. And so I believe Jochebed knew that in her heart. And she saw, and this was the vision of faith, because she saw and she knew and she understood and she believed that God had a special plan for this little boy that she had given birth to. Now, every child's a special child. Can I get an amen? amen? Every child. And all the moms sort of said amen in that because every child is special of course he's special to that to those parents and that family that is born into but every child is also special to God and every child has i believe this has a special plan in their life that is ordained and that is laid out for them by the Lord to fulfill in this life amen there's no baby there's no child that is born that is born without a significance God has a plan And God has a purpose in that little one's life. Amen. I could go off and preach on something here, but I'll just go right ahead because I want to get finished today. But those children are special. And as parents today, we look at our children. And you, mothers, look at those children that that God has blessed you with as being a gift from the Lord. Now, how many of y'all moms today would say, Yeah, my kids are a gift from God. Got three. One, two, three. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> Uh, some of y'all are thinking about it, okay? Some of y'all had to get them up and get them ready for church this morning, so you're thinking about that right now. But uh but yeah, you know, they are the Bible says that the that children are are a that the fruit of the womb is a reward and a blessing from the Lord. Amen. They're not a burden, they're a blessing. I know that it's not always easy to consider them special and to consider them a blessing especially as they get older. That's why I'm telling you, it takes faith. Come on, somebody. you got to stay in faith. I mean, I heard about one father and son that were having an argument, and I'm sure none of you parents have ever had any arguments with your kids. But one parent and son was having an argument, and the son said, well, he said, I'll tell you one thing. I didn't ask to be born into this family. And the dad looked at him and he said, well, if you would have, the answer would have been no. (laughs) I I know all of us as parents has felt that way at one time or another in our life, amen? Um, You know, but you know, especially when they they mess up and kids are going to mess up. And they're going to fail. And they're going to go astray. And when they do that and they drift away from God and from the plan of God for them, sometimes it's easy for us to get discouraged. But listen, listen to me today. Moms and dads, don't ever lose that faith that God has given you. Continue to believe God for the best for those kids, for the plan of God to be fulfilled in their life. Keep praying for them. Keep believing for them, keep claiming the promises of God in their life because I'm going to tell you, you have got to make up your mind today in the world that we're living in that you are not going to let the devil and this world have your children and have your kids you got to make your mind up about that today. And that's where faith comes in, in this, in this purpose and in this plan of God. God has a plan for them, amen. God has a purpose for them. And so moms and dads, you play, God, listen, God's given those kids into your hands and given them to your family. So you play a very, very important role in, in developing their life so that they'll fulfill that plan of God in their life and fulfill that purpose of God in your life. And listen, Listen, it does take faith and it does take prayer. Come on, amen. Do you agree with that? I read about a man, you know, that drove into this little village one time and it was a beautiful little village and he was looking it over and he thought, man, how what a beautiful little village this is. And he pulled up and there was a, some of the residents that were walking along the street and there was a gentleman there and the man stopped and he said, you know, this is such a beautiful little village. He said, I was just wondering, were any great men born in this town? And he said, No, sir, just babies. Just babies. Well, you know, that's the way that it is because great men or great women are not born. They're they're made. Amen. They're developed and they're made. How are they made? They're made by God. They're made by the plan of God. But you know know what? God has put those children in your hands and our hands and the hands of those moms and dads to work to develop them because they're not born. They have to be made. They have to be trained. They have to be taught. No one's born a great man, but great men and women are made by great moms and dads and prayers and faith and instruction in the Word of God. Amen? So that's what faith's vision does faith's vision gets the promise from God's word for your child and then holds on to that promise faith's vision sees them fulfilling the plan of God and fulfilling the work of God that God has for them a good promise to get a hold of is is, is Psalms 112 we're not going to take time to go there but if you'll just read that whole 112th Psalm it's an awesome Psalm but in verse number 2 of that 112th Psalm it says this it says that the generation of the upright shall be blessed the generation of the upright shall be blessed i believe that's a good promise for every christian mom and dad to lay hold on if you're if you're living for the lord lay hold on that and, and and make that make that commitment to the lord and that declaration of faith to the lord and say lord your word promised that the generation of the upright shall be blessed that our seed our family our children shall be blessed that's where faith comes in amen even when it doesn't look like that's the situation that's where faith comes in and believes that God is working and will continue to work and will continue to move in their hearts and in their lives are are you with me today amen praise God so that's where the vision of faith Comes in that sees the, the plan of God, sees that child as a special child, as a proper child with a, special, with a special plan of God in their life to be fulfilled. And you pray as moms and dads, help me, Lord, to mold this child to make them what, they, what you want them to be. Amen, to fulfill your purpose in their life. But the second part of, of, a, of, of a mom's faith is the valor of faith or the courage of faith. Now, there takes some, there, there's takes there got to be some courage here. And, and it says in that 23rd verse that by faith, Moses by, was hid three months by his parents. And it says that they were not afraid of the king's command. Do you see that? They were not afraid of the king's command. What's that verse talking about? It's talking about some courage that comes with faith because the king of Egypt had ordered all of the male babies to be killed. You all know that story. I mean, the people of Israel were growing and they were increasing. And so the king of Egypt, he, he had made the decree and the order that any male baby uh, born into the Israelite families and into the Hebrew families were to be thrown into, they were to be confiscated, thrown into the Nile River. They were to, literally to be fed to the crocodiles. And so this was a terrible situation. That was the command of the king. But here was a mom and dad that had faith, that believed and were not afraid of that commandment. Now it was a dangerous... Listen, that was a very dangerous time to be having children with the decree of death. What if, I mean the whole nine months, they didn't have, they, they didn't know, they didn't have these gender reveals back then. Amen. The whole nine months that, that Hebrew lady is carrying that child, not knowing if it's going to be a male or a female, she's wondering the whole time. If it's a boy, what am I going to do? The, the law states, the command of, of the king of Egypt says that, it, that if it's a boy, that he has to be taken. And, Thrown to the crocodiles in the Nile River that he has to be killed. What am I going to do? And so this was a dilemma that was facing Jochebed and her husband as well. And uh, so they 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 gave, when time came for her to give birth, the, she did see that it was a was a boy that it was a proper child, and um, they were going to have to make a decision what to do. And the Bible says that uh, that they made the decision not to relinquish their child to the crocodiles. Amen? That was a decision of faith. And it took faith and the valor and the courage of faith to make that decision. It says that they were not afraid. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. So it was a dangerous time for women to be having children there in Egypt at that time, especially the Hebrew women. And you know what? We hear that same thing today that it's a bad, dangerous time for women to be having babies today. Again, I could go another route, but I'm going to stay right here as, as, as long as I can. all right? But we hear that that these are desperate times. these are difficult times to be raising kids, that women are to consider not even having children. I heard one feminist on TV um, not too long ago, just a few weeks ago that made that statement that we're, we think we're trying to convince all the women don't have kids anymore because the you know the, the doomsday clock is counting down and everything's going to going haywire and all of this and the world's coming to an end in 12 years and, and uh, you know just a bunch of listen bunch of nonsense bunch of foolishness doesn't have anything to do with the word of God or with the promises of God amen we're not looking at that but here's the thing we do hear that today dangerous time to be, li- to be living in and especially to be raising a family and we do understand we do know that it is bad Bad. The day we're living in is bad. But if it's bad now, and I'm thinking this, well, I'm thinking this, if the Lord tarries and doesn't come within the next 20 years, how much worse is this world going to be? How much worse is the, are the conditions and the situations of this world going to be 20 years from now? And so they say, well, it's just not a good time. And listen, the Bible does Bear that out that in the last days things are going to get worse. The Bible says Paul gave a prophecy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, speaking to Timothy in verse 1. And he said, Timothy, he told him, he said, in the last days perilous times shall come. How many believe we're in the last days? We are in, listen, church, we are in the days just prior to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I don't get too worked up or excited or or fearful or fretful about all the negative reports because Jesus is coming back very, very soon to take us out of here. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's, it's still all in His hands today. But... Um... You know, when we think about how dangerous it is, and he said that there's perilous times that are going to come. And that word perilous is only used twice. The Greek word translated perilous is only used twice in the in the scriptures. And the only the it's translated perilous in this verse, but the only other time it's used, it's it's translated exceeding fierce. And it's used concerning the man with the legion of demons. And those two men that came out with the legion of demons to To meet Jesus and it said that they came out and they were exceeding fierce here were two men that were demonized and they were exceeding fierce same word that Paul used that said in the last days you can translate it this way in the last days exceeding fierce times shall come that's where we're living today. Amen. There has been, uh, there's been uh, an increase in the powers of darkness and demonic activity in the days that we're living in today. And these are exceeding fierce, dangerous, troublesome times to live in and to raise kids in. That's why moms and dads, you've got to have faith. You've got to have a faith that sees the vision and a faith that is full of valor and courage that even in these perilous, dangerous, troublesome times in 2019 that you can still see that God is on the throne and that He's got everything under control. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. And so, you know, we see the darkness and the powers of darkness that are that are moving in and attacking in this world like never before. Our churches, many of our churches are becoming more liberal and more worldly. Many of them are preaching a socialistic gospel and a watered-down gospel and have departed from the true Word of God and from the gospel of Jesus. We see secular humanism and atheism that have come in and are infiltrating, infiltrating our school systems. We see our young people today that are, that are being led to believe that socialism and communism is the way to go. Our society has our society today has just gone completely pleasure mad and it's just just live the way you want to. And, and it's, it's, it's gotten to that place. You know, the, the beverage alcohol industry today are spending billions of dollars to do one thing. You know what they're trying to do? Is to seduce your children, to make your kids believe. That, that what they're selling and what they're, what they're propagating is the way to go, is the thing that is good for them. It's, th- listen, the booze industry today's number one target is not me. It's not you older older folks. It's not us. Their number one target is those children of yours, those young people, those kids. They make that world of alcohol look so appealing and so appeasing until they get them sucked in. See, you know, it's aimed directly at our youth. Ninety-five percent. Ninety-five. I just read this the other day, that ninety-five percent of college students drink beer or some form of alcohol. And I know that that probably doesn't surprise many of y'all today. But but here we go, we've got children, we've got young people, we've got graduates from this church that are going to be leaving and going off to college. And, and, and you know what? We need to instill something in these young people to say, listen, when they pull that cooler out and those, those Budweiser's out and they pull out those bottles of whiskey, you, I don't care what they say to you or about you, you just shake your head and say, no, I belong to Jesus Christ. I ain't having nothing to do with none of that stuff. Yeah, it is. Listen, it is a dangerous world. But we're not, as parents, we can't fear the commandment or the wrath of that king, of this world system, and of the powers of darkness that are controlling it. We've got to take a stand on the word of Almighty God and believe the Lord. Come on, amen? It is. It is a dangerous, a dangerous place for our young people, for our kids to live in. Underage drinking is on the rise, 33%, 33%. And this was from a while back, so that could be higher. But 33% of 15-year-old kids have had a drink of alcohol in their life. I kind of believe it's probably higher than that. But 8 million kids between the ages of 12, listen to me, between the ages of 12 and 20 have drank alcohol this past month. And somebody says, well, you know, kids will be kids and that's just what they do. And that's just, you know, that's just the thing about it. So pastor, what's the big deal? Here's what the big deal is. And see, and we've even got, we've even got churches today that are saying it's okay to drink moderately, but not this church. We don't say that. So what's the problem? What's the problem with them having a little drink? Here's the problem. Because alcohol is very addictive. And do you know that this, that one in every 15 people that take the first drink of alcohol become an alcoholic or a problem drinker and be a, become addicted to that alcohol. One in every 15. I don't think that's a chance that we want to take with our young people, with our kids. Are you going to say, well, maybe I'll be one of the 14 that it doesn't get a hold on. Well, you don't want to take that chance. And that's why the Bible never, never, Never ever says anything good about alcoholic beverages is because of the uh, addictiveness of it, of the bondage that it brings, of what it makes people do, of what it makes them say, of how it makes them act. You're not yourself when you're under the influence of alcohol. And people have done things and wound up in jail and prison and everything else doing things that they would have never ever have done had they not been under the influence of that alcohol. What I'm telling What am I saying? Pastor Rick, what are you saying? I'm saying that yes, there are perilous times. There are fierce times. The Pharaoh is after your children. The Pharaoh is after your young people. The Pharaoh is after your babies. And he's made the decree that he's going to get every single one of them that he can. But can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, moms and dads, let's stand in faith and make up our mind. We're going to believe God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't have to tell you about the terrible drug addiction that's going on today, the fierceness. Of drugs that has captivated so many lives, so many deaths from overdoses. The deaths from overdoses on heroin in young people's lives today has just become nearly pandemic. Uh, heroin and opioids and methamphetamines, crack cocaine, have just taken the lives of so many of our young people today. Yes, it is a dangerous place to live in. The minds of our kids every single day are being pounded by rock music. And that music and those Rock stars are preaching a message of sexual promiscuity. They're preaching a message of homosexuality and and bisexual behavior and transgender behavior. They're preaching a message to our kids of of glorifying drug and alcohol abuse. They're glorifying rebellion to authority. And can I tell you, I know that I'll make some enemies this morning. I know that I'll have some people that probably will say, well, I'm not coming back to listen to any more of that. But can I tell you that the Spirit that drives rock music is an anti-cry spirit. And our children need to be freed from that. We have made, many parents have made the television their babysitter. And it's, it's alarming and amazing the number of hours that children spend in front of the television set. But Hollywood is preaching a message too. That's why it's dangerous, a dangerous place we live in. Because Hollywood is telling our families and our children as they watch it that sex outside of marriage is the norm and that it's okay. 90% of the sexual activity that you allow in your living room through a television screen is Outside sex, outside of marriage. It got quiet all of a sudden, Sister Sandy. Amen? Amen. But that's the truth. What am I trying to tell you today? What I'm trying to tell you is this, that it's a frightening, dangerous place in this world that our kids are coming up in, and to bring kids into, there's a there's a spiritual pharaoh that is set on their destruction, and his name is Satan, and he has demonic powers and demonic forces that want to kill and steal and destroy the lives of our children. And this world is having a free feeding frenzy as many of our young people are being cast into the spiritual Nile River and devoured by the crocodiles of this world. What am I telling you today, ladies and gentlemen? What am I I say unto you, moms and dads, we need a faith. We need a courage. We need the valor of faith that will take a stand and believe God. Amen. We need some some moms and dads like Moses' parents. Because listen, here was the thing with Jochebed and her husband. They were not looking to the king of Egypt. They looked beyond the king of Egypt and looked to the king of kings. They were trusting God that he would take care of their son and their family. Amen. Even in the dangerous times in which they lived. They were not afraid of the king's command. When the Nile River was red with the blood of Hebrew infants, Jochebed in faith stood and was determined they will not get my son hallelujah they will not get my children yeah the times are bad but we don't have to lose our kids to this world listen ladies and gentlemen moms and dads if we will pray if we will train them if we will get them in sunday school and church come on If we will make God and Jesus and the Bible and the house of God a big deal in our home and in our family, there is an antidote today for the powers of darkness that are after our kids. And it's right here in the house of God teaching them about Jesus. Come on. Not just here at home as well, but you know what I'm saying. Amen? We'll send, we'll send our kids across the nation to get a good education. Won't carry them across town to get them in a good church. On, good. I'm not running for popularity contra- contest. Not up for re-election. And it wouldn't make any difference if I was. I still preach this. So there was the vision of Jacob's faith and there was the valor of her faith, the courage of her faith that she had made up her mind. Listen this is a war we're in ladies and gentlemen and and our faith has got to stand firm but last of all was the victory of faith and in verse 24 it says this, by faith Moses when he was come to years here was the victory of Jacob's faith when Moses came to years he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting, passing pleasures of sin that only last for a short season. Jochebed, let me give you this story and then I'm going to close. But Jochebed hid her baby, this baby, for three months. She wouldn't surrender him to the... Um, gestapo, so to speak, the Pharaoh's Gestapo, that was coming to uh, to take him and put him in the Jordan or in the uh, Nile River. But she hid him for three months, and it came to the place where she couldn't hide him anymore. She stepped out on the faith that she believed, and she put some legs on her faith, and she couldn't hide him anymore. So what she did, I believe, led by the Holy Spirit, is that she took some e- some reeds from the Nile River and she made a little ark out of those reeds, out of those bulrushes for, the, for baby Moses. And she put him into that little basket and put a cover on it and she took him down to the Nile River. I believe again under the instruction of, of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit. She wasn't going to let Pharaoh put him in the Nile, but she made, her a little, uh, made him a little ark and she laid him in the Nile and gave him a little push and said, Go with him, Holy Spirit. GO WITH HIM, LORD. She's putting him, her faith is putting him completely and totally in the hands of the Lord, praying for the will of God to be done in his life. And so she puts him in the water, puts his little uh, big sister there, Miriam, who was about 10 years old at this time, puts Miriam there to stand at a distance and watch and just to see what would happen. Well, it just so happened. Oh, don't you just love the coincidences that happen in the Word of God? But it just so happened that faith. Pharaoh's daughter, the dude that's commanding all, this, uh, all of this carnage to take place, his very own daughter and some of her attendants are walking down by the Nile River and she just decides to take a bath in the Nile River. Now listen to me. I don't know if any of y'all ever been on the Nile River. I've been down the Nile River. It's not a clean place. Amen. This is the princess. She lives in the palace. I'm sure daddy's got a nice big room with a bathhouse for her there with nice, clean, clear water for her to bathe in. But it just so happens, maybe this is an old swimming hole she used to swim in when she was a little girl. I don't know. But it just so happens as she gets down by the Nile River that she decides to go in for a little bath. And uh, I can just see the hand of the Lord in all this. But she gets in and she begins to wash and she looks and her her attendants are walking down the bank and she looks and she sees this ark over there. And so she has one of her her attendants, her maidens, she says, hey grab that basket and bring it over here to me. And they bring the basket over there. And when she opens the top of the basket, there was an angel there that just, uh, now the Bible doesn't say this. I'm digressing a little bit, and, but uh, or embellishing maybe, but uh, there was an angel there that I believe just pinched Moses on the toe. And when he did, wham! He just starts crying. He was quiet up till now, but when soon as Pharaoh's daughter took the lid off of that basket, he began to cry. And the Bible said, "Listen to me, listen to me." She could not resist the cry of that little ba- that little three month old baby. She picked that little baby up in her arms, and the Bible said that that immediately she felt a compassion and a love for that child. I'm telling you, I see the work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, all in this. I'm talking about this is the victory of a mama's faith. This is a victory taking place. This is how God moves. See, we don't always know how God's going to answer prayer. We don't always know how God's going to work everything out. But most of the time, the way God does work things out is the way that we would very least expect God to work things out. That's why it's good just to put it all in the hands of the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost have his. His way in our lives. That's why we gotta pray. That's why we gotta believe. That's why we gotta trust the Lord. Amen. And so Miriam runs over there. She sees Pharaoh's daughter pick the little baby up, and Miriam runs over there and says, "Hey, I see you found a baby. Oh yeah, isn't it it's beautiful?" She said, "I, if you want me to, I can run and get one of the Hebrew uh, uh, maidens to come and nurse him for you. Oh, that would be wonderful." I would appreciate that so much. So little Miriam just trots on back home and says, Hey, Mama, come on back down to the river. Why, what's the matter? What's happening? Oh, um, there's a lady down there that's got the baby. She wants to give him back to you for you to take care of and nurse and raise till he's old enough to be hers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm talking about the victory of a mama's faith. And here Jacobed runs down there and Pharaoh's daughter hands the baby back over to his own mama and says, take him home and take care of him and nurse him and meet his needs. And I'll tell you what, I'll even pay you wages every week. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when God does something, God does it right he knows how to bless exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or we could ever thank praise the Lord so Jochebed takes this little, little Moses home and Pharaoh's daughter was the one that named him Moses she called his name Moses because Moses means drawn out she drew him out of the water she drew him out of the Nile River and so here Jochebed got him back home and all the time from three months until he was old enough to go be the son of Pharaoh's daughter in the palace. Jochebed is training him and teaching him, putting the love of God in her son. She's putting godly values in him all of that time. She's singing songs about the Lord to him. She's, she's telling him all these wonderful things about God because, her, because of her faith. And God gives her victory in her faith. See, moms, it pays to have faith. Listen, because, because of a mother's faith, God took a little bitty ark and turned it into a battleship that would sink Pharaoh's entire kingdom. Hallelujah. See, listen to me. Moms and dads, don't ever quit believing God. Be be, be mothers of faith. Pray and teach and train your children every single day and plant the seeds of God's Word in their hearts. Be an example to them every day and stand in faith, believing God to do something for that special child and fulfill His plan in their life. And let me close. Listen. And... In, this, in the 24th verse of, the, of that 11th chapter, it says this. And here's, here's what happened. Here was the results of the faith of this mom. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked for the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. See, this is the values. Those verses show the values that Jochebed instilled into her son Moses. These values that he possessed all because he had a godly mom that was full of faith and would not let the devil have her child. This mother put something, amen? This mama put something in the heart of her son that all of the schools and all of the professors in Egypt could not take away. And Moses was raised up in that palace and trained in all of the greatest universities of Egypt. But all of the paganism that he was exposed to could not have any effect upon him. Why? Because his mama had put something in him that could not be affected by the world that all of the world could not take away. When he came to age, when he came to age, he chose the right way. You know, the Bible says what? Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, They'll not depart from it. And this was the thing about Moses. He chose. He had to make a decision. He had to choose which way to go. He's next in line for the throne of Egypt. But he renounced all of that and chose rather to suffer affliction with God's people than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin for a season. See, when he comes to age, he esteems that the reproach of Christ was much greater riches than all the wealth of Egypt. He, he esteemed that living for God was ble- better than enjoying all the pleasures of sin. And can I tell you something today? Young people, listen to me this morning. Please listen to me. There's nothing out here in this world sinful that you, oh yeah, well it's fun, Pastor Rick. It's, it's a good time, Pastor Rick. It is, the Bible says so, that there's pleasures in it. But they're, they're only temporary. The devil only shows the good side. But I'm going to tell you where sin leads to is death and destruction and an eternity without God in hell. Young people, listen. Don't follow the pleasures of sin and of this world, but follow your mom and dad's faith. Follow the faith of those grandparents that have prayed for you so many, many times. He forsook Egypt. He counted it better to live for God and to suffer the shame and the reproach for the Lord than to enjoy all the pleasures and the riches that Egypt had to offer. And it all happened because the most powerful influence and force on earth is the faith of a godly man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? Praise God. Singers and musicians, would you come on back, please? Father, we love you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray this morning, and I, I want to pray especially, of course, on this Mother's Day and after this message. I want to pray for all of our parents today because, you know, it, it can be discouraging. And uh, especially when things are not going the way that... that. Uh, You feel like that they should. And the enemy's saying, see, I've got your kids. You're not getting them back. God's not getting them. Well, I think today's the day that moms and dads need to take a stand and just just plant your feet and just say, no, devil, you're wrong. You're a liar. I'm going to have faith and I'm going to believe, and I'm not going to fear what the world would try to bring against my family or my children. I'm putting it in the hands of the Lord and them in the hands of the Lord, and I'm believing God to have His way in their lives. And I'm sure that there's probably family members here or parents here today that you have family members and you have children that don't know Jesus. But today, listen, if you're believing for them, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting, because that power of a mama's faith, her godly influence is the most powerful force on this earth. God will honor that faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you today. Would you bow your heads? We come to you today in the name of Jesus. And we thank you so much for your presence here in this house today for the spirit of the Lord that we that we so sense and feel here. And Lord, thank you for the word of God that has given us courage and encouragement today. I pray that God, the words that were spoken here this morning and from this little simple message that you will apply them to our hearts. I pray today, Lord, for our moms on this Mother's Day. I ask you to increase the faith Of our mothers. I pray today for the family units here in this church today because, Lord, you know that the families are under attack in the world today. These fierce, exceeding fierce powers of darkness.